My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. For everyone listening, this is Madame Scout Sobel. Do I I say your last name wrong? Sobel. No, you said it perfectly. That's exactly how it's said. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Because you know when you see someone's name written all the time and then you like have what that sounds like in your mind, but this is the first time you ever say it out loud. Yeah. um, That's me with my team every day. When I do say it out loud, it's wrong. So I totally get it. The virtual life, working with people virtually. Um, But yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. We're going to have a really impactful episode here. What I want to talk about and tell me, um, you know, if if you're cool with this, because we haven't even spoken about this yet, but I really, really want to dive into creating epic publicity for either your personal brand or your product brand. Um, You know, everyone listening, Scout is a pro at all things, PR, publicity, branding. Like you're just so good at getting the name out there and you've worked with some really big brands before. And I know we kind of started getting connected because I was initially thinking of using you for podcast promotion and stuff. So um, we still have to talk about that. We haven't done that yet. um, I would love to kind of dive into that whole topic. A lot of of women listening have, uh, you know, their own social media accounts they try to uh, promote or their own products, their business owners, or if they're working for another company, a lot of them uh, also do want to, you know, end up being an entrepreneur one day as well. So that's really who we're speaking to. And I'd really just love to dive in this episode, um, you know, into how to grow an audience, how to tell your story, maybe some success stories that you've seen in your time in PR and marketing and kind of where to start. So that's, that's my take on how I'd love this conversation to go and any other things you want to touch on, but uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. I mean, within the PR space, I've niched down and live and breathe and die by podcasting as the most incredible form to create a brand and build a, uh, an audience. It's what we do for our clients at Scott's Agency with podcast tours. And I've seen ridiculous success in my own life. I owe my entire career to podcasting. And I've also seen ridiculous success in our clients' life by putting them on podcasts. So I think reframing even the way we talk about PR uh, by adding in the podcast industry has been super impactful. So I'm always down to talk about all that stuff. Totally. And it's such an interesting thing for me as well, because one of the biggest successes I've had for advertising for Superhuman, my meditation app, was when I went on the Skinny Confidential podcast. And that was completely organic. I never paid, I've never paid for much advertising on superhuman. It's just been organic up to this point. Um, and I was invited onto the show and it was so aligned that I just saw such a huge jump in subscriptions and a bigger, you know, more, you know, dedicated community on the app. So I, I would love to kind of, first of all, hear like for everyone that is just starting out, like, would you suggest everyone has their own podcast or for advertising, go on other podcasts. What's the first step before even going on a podcast or creating a podcast? Like, do you need to figure out what your story is and get super clear on that? What is the combination of uh, topics that you need to touch on during these podcast interviews to best utilize the opportunity? Like so many questions, like imagine you're talking to someone that's never even considered podcast advertising before. What would you say? 
Yeah. First of all, when you were on Skinny Confidential, I was cheering you on so hardcore. I could not have pressed play fast enough. It was an epic episode. I was so, so happy and proud. And to hear that it translated just makes my heart sing. So for anybody who is either a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or is starting a brand or business, I always say that, of course, the magic uh, formula would be to host your own podcast and to be a guest on other podcasts. I find that each has such strong strategies separately, but when put together, it's just a whole nother ball game. And I can go into each one very specifically and why I feel as if it's great for wherever you're at in your business. Um, but I started with hosting a podcast. And so I think the best or the most fruitful ROI you see from starting your own podcast is if you are just starting your career, networking is something that you really need to get into. And if you can rub shoulders with the experts of your industry or your role models, et cetera, you are going to catapult your success to another level. And in today's age, sure, you could DM someone. You definitely can't ask them to go to coffee. They'll totally shoot that idea down. And so the best way, which is why my sister and I say podcasting is a scam, is to ask them to be a guest on your podcast. So reframing the idea of being a podcast host as like a content creator or to build a community, which it does, right? It does come with the building of a community, which only supports your business. Uh, the idea that you can network with people that you would never have chance to network in your industry is so insane. So if you're starting, let's say, a skincare line and you start a podcast and you invite distributors, formula people, uh, formula people, people who make formulations, uh, other estheticians, uh, celebrity skincare owners, etc. All of a sudden, you're placing yourself into the industry. And one of the most beautiful things about podcasting is the networking and collaboration that comes from it. So really harness that. Yes, we all want downloads. We all want ad revenue. But I really think that the ROI of hosting a podcast is the network you create, the community you build. And I believe that driving your communities or harnessing your community's purchasing power towards your business is so much more impactful than taking a $30 ad for some supplement company, right? So if anybody is thinking, should I host a podcast uh, themselves? I would think, are you in the beginning of your career? And do you want to fast track yourself into the industry? It's a great way host a podcast, have incredible guests on, network that way. Being a guest on a podcast is going to be the exposure strategy. That's going to be the PR strategy. That's going to get you in front of new audiences so that you can sell your book, get people to sign up for your app, follow you online, go listen to your podcast, whatever it is you got going on. So before you become a guest on a podcast, there's a couple things that I think that are worth noting within the podcast industry. The thing that I love about being a guest on a podcast and this form of advertisement, if you want to call it that, is that it's human, it's intimate, it's unfiltered, it's unedited. I downloaded Superhuman not because I was looking for a meditation app. I downloaded Superhuman because I heard Mimi Bouchard on a podcast and I fell in love with her and her messaging. What podcast the, was it? Skinny Confidential. I heard oh, that's I, I, you found me? No, no, no. I've known you before that, but yeah. your app hadn't been hadn't been uh, released yet since I heard you on a podcast. And so I heard you talk about your approach to meditation because you were promoting Superhuman, right? I knew you before, but I also found you, I'm assuming, on a podcast at one yeah. point or another. Because you look at an Instagram profile and it's like, okay, there's a pretty picture, but who is the person? You figure out who the person is on a podcast, right? Yeah. So take out all of the curation, take out all of your 
business marketing points and talk about what it means to you. Talk about the human stuff. Talk about your challenges. Talk about your triumphs. Talk about your successes, your learnings. I think that in today's age, consumers now buy products, download apps, buy books, not because of the product exactly, but they do it because of the founder and the story. So that's my favorite part. And one of the biggest advices I would give to someone who wants to be a guest on a podcast is be human, like get intimate. This is a vulnerable place. You don't have to spill your deepest, darkest secrets, but people want to know the behind the scenes. And when they fall in love with you and your story and resonate with you as a human, they then rally behind you and get behind you in ways that you couldn't imagine. So that's that's some of my advice for if you're thinking about starting which strategy. And of course, if you have both, you do what Mimi and I are doing and you do a little swap, which is always the best in the end too. So yeah, I love what you say there about just being so authentic because that is such a term that's so widely used and it can just go over someone's head when we say it. But the truth is that I've had hundreds of guests on this podcast. I've had this podcast for years before podcasting was even cool. I started this almost five years ago. And um, the the truth is I've had a lot of guests that haven't been super authentic that I've come on and kind of acted differently than you know when I've spoken to them without the recording uh, button turned on. And mm-hmm. uh, you can tell the, the episode's more boring. It's not as real. You just don't really care to listen to the whole thing through. There have definitely been like a couple handfuls of people that I've had on where I'm like, do I even release this? Cause it just isn't, mm. it doesn't feel genuine. And, you know, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. They just maybe don't have as much experience um, or they were nervous. Um, and I've actually cut some episodes uh, and just never released them. Cause it just didn't feel like good quality enough for the audience, which sucks. And I hate doing that, but it's so important to just have no filter. And a lot of the time yeah. people that I speak to, like, you know, in real life, like we have this rapport and it's this really amazing conversation in the moment the the record button is pressed. It's like, there's a guard up and it's like, wait, why aren't you talking to me? Like you just were not that you know your secrets, but just like this energy. And I, I couldn't agree more. It's so important. And I think why we've been successful in the podcasting space is because we have overcome that that fear of, you know, like coming across in a certain way, like we're just us. And that's why I think the podcast world has helped me not only create this audience, but also sell my products so well. It's because people believe me and they trust me. They know that I'm not going to promote something that doesn't work. And I'm not just a saleswoman. Like I'm genuinely passionate about what I talk about. And um, I loved what you said earlier too, about, you know, just not cheaping out and selling loads of ads for the podcast. Like I literally have like maybe two sponsors and all my social media uh, that I work with per year, two or three, like maximum. And I really try not to make them in every episode, even though I get offers all day long, but I listen to these podcasts and not going to name names, but the ones that I really like that have so many ads, like six ads per episode. I'm like, this is just, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Even though I skipped through it already, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. And something you said that I want to even add even further, Mm -hmm. because this is so important if anyone wants to have a brand and expose it through the podcast stuff is you said selling. So important. Let's be real, right? Like you're going on a podcast to sell your shit, right? Like you're promoting your business, you're promoting your, everything like that. But that should never be at the forefront or like the mission of your conversation. I, it, it's the person first product, second. So I 
have been listening to someone. I'm not going to name the name. I've been listening to this person forever. And I find that when this person goes on podcasts, it is incredible, right? Like everything about me gets lifted up. I'm so excited. I'm amped. I'm motivated. I'm inspired. And they are now uh, promoting a book that they are publishing. And the episodes for me are falling flat because every other word is the book, the book, the book, the book, the book, the book. Podcast audiences know when you're selling versus when you're adding value and giving a part of yourself to them. And so it's a whole new way to market yourself that I've fallen in love with because it's not curated. It's not that selling thing that you get. And that's why you don't like all the ads in the podcast, right? Because podcasting is a space for deep conversation and deep value added. So that's another tip. Do not go on and just sell, sell, sell. Of course, you know, you got your bottom line that you're promoting, but always think about ways you can add value first versus really pimping out your product to an intense extent. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I, I, have seen it work both ways and it people can read you very well when they're listening to you in their ear. They can read you really, really well. They know you. I, honestly, my podcast listeners know me just as well as like my best friends know me. <laughs> like, it's so gen- like raw and honest and genuine. And uh, it's such a beautiful, you know, platform to connect. So when it comes to telling your story, what if someone listening is like, I don't really have a story that I feel is worth sharing. Can I still have a podcast and sell my product, my business? Like, how do you frame the story to be worth talking about? First of all, if you think that you're wrong, I'll just uh, call a spade a spade. Uh, If you started anything in this lifetime, if you have a business, a project, you want to talk about something that you're passionate about, there is a story behind why you're doing what you're doing. And there's a humanness to that, that we all get to learn from and be a part of and be inspired by. So I think the first step is acknowledging that you do have a story because you're a human being and you're doing something. And so first of all, just feeling worthy and deserving of telling that story, I think is step one. And then step two, which is the process I walk my clients through is talking about your five talking points. This is an exercise that we do and getting really, really, really micro and human. So if you are in the mommyhood space, right, and you're a mommy blogger and you are so passionate about helping young moms figure out how to be a career woman and a mom at the same time, for example, instead of writing down, well, I can talk about, you know, how to parent or I can talk about uh, parenting a toddler ask yourself, okay, put it down one more niche, put it down one more niche. Actually, I can talk about how to consciously parent a two-year-old when you go back to work, right? That's specific, that's needy, and that's going to carve the differences in your story. So two steps here would be to one, feel deserving and worthy of the fact and acknowledging the fact that you have a story. And then two, spend some time writing your five talking points. What do you Where's the most value you can add based on your struggles, your challenges, what you've overcome, your successes, and then write them down and then take them a step further. Get even more micro, get even more micro because it's in those details that things are going to get really juicy, right? There's a million mothers who can go on a podcast and talk about mothering, but maybe no one has said how to consciously parent a two-year-old when you're going back to work after taking maternity leave or something. You know, that's really interesting to people. So 
acknowledging you're worthy and then writing down those five talking points and then getting even more micro, even more micro. And you will land on a very, very unique story that you don't even know probably you had in you, right? Yeah. You know, it's so funny because when I first started in this space, I was like, what is my story? I don't even know what my story is. And then I was like, wait, I have like, and I kept coming up and thinking about all these moments that I like totally forgot about. And then it's like, whoa, I had this very like cathartic moment in university when I left, you know, I dropped out and I locked myself before I dropped out. I locked myself in my residence room. That was like a 200 square foot, tiny little room that I was in in university. And I like wouldn't allow myself to leave until I finished writing in this big journal to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I was reading this personal growth book and it was just this very intense, like I literally call it like a quarter life crisis. And, uh, you know, I just forgot because it was just so part of my journey. I didn't really think anyone would really care about that. But when I think back to how intense it was of a time, I'm like that needs to be part of the story. Um, you know, and I never used to think that that part of the story was that important, but every part of your story is important. It's also the way that you describe it. The intensity that I describe it in my quarter life crisis. That's actually how it felt at the time. But I, if I described it in a way that was like, Oh, I just had like, bit of a low point. And like, it was just like, like you have to kind of describe it as you're really living it again. Um, but then, okay, now I want to get excited and talk about the potential with podcast mm-hmm. advertising PR. A lot of people that have their own businesses, including myself have struggled with seeing the immediate ROI on things like this, because it's really all over the place. Sometimes it's not very consistent. Um, and you know, what is worth your time and money? So I want to talk to you about the success stories that you've seen. And obviously, you know, when you're, when you have a brand, you have many different avenues of marketing it and advertising it. And, you know, one is like very basic, like Facebook ads and stuff. And that is a very like data driven. You see how much it costs per click, what people convert. And it's like very consistent. Usually how do you describe the importance of PR, uh, you know, in relation to that? Cause it's a lot harder to quantify and it can be a lot more effective as well. Yes. This is like the beast that I think all PR agency owners deal with. And this is, this is honestly why I focus on podcast tours versus traditional PR. Um, we do do traditional PR at Scouts Agency, but I will not sign most of my clients onto that service because I really believe that not everybody will benefit from traditional PR. I also believe that there is a misunderstanding of what traditional PR is for people. Um, I think people think that you sign with someone for four months and all of a sudden you're Forbes 30 under 30 and you're in Vogue, et cetera, when it's really traditional PR and brand building and social media media marketing is a a long-term game, right? And so those results aren't as immediate. I I have seen people work with us who do traditional PR and podcast store, and I've seen immense results. Immense. I'll, I'll share some ROI stories with you and success stories in a second. But that's that's the first thing. It's really understanding your brand and your business and thinking to yourself, is traditional PR gonna be the thing that moves the needle? I think in many respects, uh, product-based businesses do great with traditional PR to get on those holiday gift guides is really, really important. But that landscape is ever changing and, and it's expensive. It's expensive. Well, but, you know, I'm honest, I'm like not the best salesperson when it comes to traditional PR. Um, just because I, I really, I really believe the landscape is tricky and the ROI is difficult, difficult to really, really uh, add up, right? To really see. 
And it changes. It changes for everybody. It changes based on where you're at in your business. It changes on what industry you're in. It changes on what your offerings are. And so there's a lot of factors that come into that. So for me, uh, the the podcast I've just seen being a guest on podcast, I've seen so much more tangible and in-depth ROI stories, right? First of all, I stand behind a podcast tour as a PR strategy because it worked for me, like significantly beyond anything I've ever seen, right? I started OKC's podcast with my sister and I really wasn't headed anywhere in my career. I didn't know my story at that point. So if you don't know your story, practice makes perfect. And suddenly because of that podcast, I now have a network that is beyond anything I could ever imagine. Going on podcasts, I did a 30 podcast tour, 30 podcast appearance tour for my book launch of The Emotional Entrepreneur last year. It hit number 11 on Amazon's Women in Business uh, day one. I have 5,000 Instagram followers, right? Like I'm I'm not someone with 100,000 Instagram followers who even had a big publishing deal. I self-published my book. And so to see that kind of see that kind of results and then to see that over 8 million followers total, if you added everybody who posted about my book because they were past guests on OKSIS or because I met them on a podcast supporting it, that's a free marketing, that's literally a free marketing campaign of over 8 million followers. So that was seeing my own results with the podcast tour and being on a podcast versus I've been featured at many press and have yet to see that seriously move the needle in the way that people are looking for today because there's so many avenues you can do. Here's some of the incredible, incredible uh, case studies I've found from working with people strictly on a podcast tour. I've seen people gain, go from 13,000 followers to 20,000 followers in six months working with us. Uh, One of our clients got 150 inquiries, uh, client inquiries from one podcast appearance. That podcast took about six months to get to the point where we could get her on there, but 150 inquiries came from one. I've had a client go to number one on Amazon during her book launch because we did a really extensive podcast tour. She did PR and podcast, and she will say, without a doubt, podcasts are the reason it like really, really hit. I've had um, my clients get offered uh, columns at the Los Angeles Times to write for because they connected with someone via a podcast and they were given that job. Uh, I've seen people get verified on Instagram. I mean, it, it really goes on and on. I've seen people grow their business 30% in six months because of podcast tours and incoming clients. So I find that the podcast tour, while it is difficult for me to always be able to track the results, when I talk to my clients at the end or in the middle and I see what results did you see, they see DMs, they see Instagram followers, they see increase in sales. They see uh, new job opportunities. They see new collaborations. They see new Instagram followers, all that stuff, very similar to what you experienced on the Skinny Confidential. So that's why in a PR world, I advocate for the podcast for side of things because I find that people want those more immediate and more tangible results as they're building businesses and traditional PR. And that's why I say traditional PR isn't for everyone because it's not going to necessarily give you those kinds of results. Um, but the podcast tour, you see people in your DMs, you see new people coming, you see them reposting about you on the internet. So that's where the more tangible results come from. Yeah, such a good point. And uh, my last question on this is, what if someone listening doesn't have a social media following? They have something mm-hmm. to say. How do they get on these big podcasts? Because 
who's going to want a nobody, you know, they're, they're yeah. going to be thinking to themselves, who's going to want someone like me to go on a podcast like this. And I even get the, those thoughts sometimes too, even though I have a following online, like I have definitely, my team has definitely reached out to a big podcast. They don't answer or they're like, mm, maybe, maybe not. And it just doesn't really happen. Um, I'd love to know kind of like, do you ever pay podcasts to have people on? Like if you really want to get on a big show, like what's kind of the tools that you have up your sleeve to get someone on a big show if they're not that known yet? Yeah. So uh, we at Scott's agency don't pay to play. So our clients pay us a monthly retainer similar to, similar to a PR agency. And we will not pay a podcast to have our client on because we uh, specialize in organic reach for the most part. So within a four month tour, we get anywhere from 10 to 15 podcasts. Now, depending on the client, those can either be super, super big. They could be more in the medium space, but we're always aiming to stretch them to the next level with all the podcast appearances in that. Um, To pay for a big podcast appearance, you could pay anywhere from 10 to 50K to be on one podcast. Um, and so if you are someone who is more like the CB, like in more of like a product-based brand, you have investors, you've got a team, you have a marketing budget, like, yeah, maybe paying that 50K to go on a big podcast or paying, you know, 100K and allocating that is a good idea. But for most people, that's unattainable. And that's not, that's not the people we're talking to, right? So uh, there's one. I mean, the first initial gut reaction is it's a buildup. Right, like like any business, you can't start a business and expect a hundred thousand dollar month in month two. And so, when you are starting your brand, sure, it's great to have the skinny confidentials and the let's and the almost thirties of the world as your dream. But you have to understand what work it takes to get there, right? So, and by the way, you don't want to go on one of those first if you've never been on. You want a oh, lot no. of practice yeah. before you get there because you're going to be fucking nervous. So, I think it's a it's an understanding that in this world, there is no get rich quick fix, right? There is no do this for four months and you'll be on the top podcast the same way, you know, no one ends up on Forbes 30 under 30 overnight, but that doesn't mean that you are not a fit for podcasts. That is why I love the podcast industry because press, yeah, you might need a little bit to get featured, right? Like you might need some traction podcasts. It's what's your story. So reach out to some of the smaller ones, some of the newer ones, some people that you find have similar audience sizes to you and just start getting on and putting yourself out there and you will watch how it snowballs. The way I do this with my clients is uh, picking out the shiny parts. A lot of the times I'll have a client on an, on a, like a discovery call say to me, oh, well, this person endorsed my book. And then when we get to the intake form, they don't write that. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Um, that's a really big qualifier for you that you're legit. So don't be humble, people. Brag in your in your pitch. Write every single person that's ever endorsed you. Talk about where you've been featured. Give your highest Instagram stats. And if it's not that much in the beginning, don't worry. This is why being on podcasts is going to build that up. So I would say, you know, like anything, it takes a lot of brand building and a lot of experience to build yourself up to those levels. And that doesn't mean that there isn't room for you to get started, which is why I absolutely love the podcast industry. Find people who just started, find people with similar audiences to you, reach out, get yourself on, and it will slowly start to build. Love it. Well, that's an awesome note to end off on, Scout. And 
such an inspiring episode for so many of our women listening that are, you know, trying to do their own thing and trying to expand, whether it's their product, their company, their personal brand. Um, So I really just want to thank you for spending your time here uh, to give everyone so much advice. Where can everyone find you if they want to learn more about your PR agency and your podcast and your book and all that jazz? Yay. Thank you so much for having me on and having this conversation. It's not one that I get to have often. So when I get to scream about the the kind of ROI results and the power of podcasting, I'm always happy to do so because I feel like it's a strategy that's applicable to anyone at any point in their career, which is amazing and awesome. Very uh, small barrier to entry. So you can follow me at Scout Sobel on Instagram. That's the easiest place you'll find in my bio links to my agency at Scout's Agency. Uh, to both of my podcasts, to my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, all that stuff is very easy to find. Um, come say hi, DM me. I'm always available and all the things. Thank you so much for having me, love.